the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. On Podcast. Big game this week, so we call it a big guest. Paul Perillo, uh, Patriots.com, good friend of the podcast. Uh, he's got a that lot joke of- right out of the gates? Unbelievable. I saw the smirk on his face. I knew what it was going to happen. I could <laughs> tell. That joke, a big guest. Wow. <laughs> that wasn't even supposed to be a shot. It was supposed to praise him. I know, Ryan. Don't worry about it. That's Andy being Andy. <laughs> yeah, big game. Big game. So we got big guest Paul Perillo who – no, no. In all seriousness, though, like I like to mock Paul and eh, it's all funny, whatever. Paul has been through the entirety of Belichick Brady. You know, we, we had the book idea. We were like going to write along for the ride on the plane with Belichick and Brady, 20 years of the Patriots <laughs> dynasty or whatever. 20 years of being ignored by the greats. Well, right. But no, you honestly saw Tom Brady go from – the guy who did the rookie freaking diary in Patriots football weekly, a nobody quarterback to the biggest diva superstar goat quarterback in the history of the planet. Correct. That is correct. That is correct. And I was trying to figure out, you know, just for this game in general, can you guys remember one? I mean, there there have been bigger games for sure. I mean, some of the Brady Manning games, you know, when both teams, you know, November sweeps, both teams are like nine and oh, eight and one, whatever. A lot of bigger games than this one, but can you guys remember a game that was more more hyped than this one? No, regular season. I don't, there isn't. I mean, I know people have compared to um, Favre going back to Green Bay, something like that. But to me, it's not. It doesn't. It, this is, you know, I, I hate that Edelman said it because it's just a sales pitch, so we can sell some stupid T-shirts and and crap like that. But the goat, the goat bowl. It's a goat bowl. Like it's the greatest coach arguably of all time against the greatest quarterback of all time who spent 20 years together now apparently hate each other and wouldn't say goodbye. And they got Adele saying hello for him. Yeah. We had uh, a caller on Tuesday to Patriots unfiltered and they were talking about, they should have gotten like visa American express someone in to, to sponsor the whole thing. And it's the credit bowl. It's, it's the argument over who gets the credit, the credit bowl. And it, it really is like I, I go back even before I started here to the, the original tunable. And that mm-hmm. was crazy. And that yeah. was that was comparable to this, but not in the social media age, not with all of this stuff that that comes along with it, not with the Seth Wickersham stories like this coming out in, in, in the books. So I, I can't really think of I because, I, you know, Andy, I, every time someone does that, like this is the best one that's ever had. I always immediately say, yeah, was it, was it bigger than I, I can't really think of one that that rises to this level. I think this is the greatest one ever in terms of just pure hype. And be, it's because of the and you and I have talked about this forever, Paul, the unprecedented nature of them staying together like that. That is the foundation of it, that they stayed together for. So I know we want to talk about the divorce. But the bigger story is that it took 20 years to divorce. Anyone yeah. else you want to look at, it came sooner. And it probably should have come sooner. And that's where you get into, you know, the Dynasty book and I guess this book and, you know, Robert being the bridge and how much did he keep them together? Um, you know, I was a little frustrated this week. Just I mockingly, you know, Bill says that never changed. Uh, oh, so, Bill, you're admitting that the quarterback on the other side of the field is the quarterback you'd rather have right now that was, today? That was to win the PR battle. That was to get back at the Brady senior comments last week. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Ryan. I, I think Bill has been I, I think Bill's been really good, uh, you know, this this week. And I, I agree with Ryan. I think that he would made a concerted effort, him and his team with, you know, Bears, whoever, um, 
let's make sure we stay on, on the straight and narrow here. Let them be the bombastic ones. And I, I mean, I, I know how Andy feels, Ryan. I, I don't know how you feel about the whole Brady camp thing, but I, I, I was turned off by, by the comments from Brady Sr., um, and I just found it odd, just flat out odd that Alex Guerrero would be granting interviews. Forget about what he's talking about. I just found it odd that he would be granting those interviews. Well, you find place. it odd that they haven't happened this week. Like it was like, I feel like Brady stepped in and said, cool. Well, I will give Brady credit. His, um, that was funny with Jim Gray about, you know, I have a statement I'd like to read about Thomas senior. And, and I, 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 I keep the right to put him in a home without his consent. Like, right. Typical Brady, where I think he's being a dink and I'm sort of annoyed by him. And then he comes back around and makes you smile and handles it well. At the very end, like the whole thing, I was like, this is corny as hell. Oh, no, that's a good line there at the end. Right. Like, yeah, it's a laugh. It's, it's typical Brady where he, he finds a way to make it work for him. Now, he gets more annoying by the day. Now I got to deal with whatever, you know, Tom Brady is a trademark clothing line, whatever the hell this is. And it annoys so me. so angry. Well, I do. And like the interview with the wall street journal, the part where he said, like, you, you start to say we, cause you're part of a team. And I've been coached to say we, even though it was nothing that I really thought, like, I don't know. Some of it just annoyed. I, cause I don't think he was brainwashed. I think he was a 100% willing participant in building the Patriot way that didn't say things in this, like to say to like revisionist history, feel like he was held hostage for 20 yeah. years. I know it's a cliche, but I really do think it, it it changed when his relationship with Giselle sort of came to being. And I think she looked at it um, as one of the most recognizable individual, in, you know, corporations in the world. Yep. What, wait a minute. You, your, your money's not guaranteed. Wait a minute. You have to be one of 53, even though you're doing all you're doing all of this. And without you, you wouldn't. No, that's not right. And I think that sort of was a seed. And I think she you know, whether you want to buy it or not, I think she really does try to live her life with this positivity and, uh, and all these things. Like you need to get those negative, you know, forces out of your life. And I think she saw Tom coming home all the time. Like, yeah, this guy just, he keeps riding me, he keeps riding me. And I know what he's trying to do. You don't have to take that. You don't have to take. And I think that's what opened his eyes to it. And, you know, I, I like, again, I know it's a cliche. We call her like the Yoko Ono of the page, but, I really do that think that's where it all sort of was fostered. Uh, who do you, who do you who do you blame for the end? Like, do you, who do you give more? Who is more at fault for how it ended, Tom? I, I think there's plenty of blame to go around. I think that what, what you've seen from these excerpts from the book is I, I think everybody's pointing at the other, and and by the way, it's all three you know parties involved because I think well, there's some. Belichick putting it on Robert Kraft as well, well which we I don't necessarily think, so Bill, think he Bill probably second, third, fourth in. Don't you think Bill and Bears and his team had a say in this book too? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I think what, what Bill does um, on a pretty consistent basis is he's – Andy, you, you and I talk about this all the time with Fred. He never lies. He never flat lies. Right. But he's um, really, really good at not really telling you the full truth. Right. And he doesn't paint himself into a corner where you can say, no, you told us on this day, this, and that turned out to be a hundred. No, what I did, what I did was I didn't really tell you about that, but you didn't right. really ask me about that. So I answered you about this instead. That's what Bill does really well. And I think he probably fixated specifically on that question about the phone call. And did you not, did you refuse to meet, 
you know, did you refuse to meet with him at that time? No, right. I don't think he refused to meet with him. Mm-hmm. But, but th- I think Tom was probably upset that that last conversation was a phone call. So right. I don't think anybody lied, but that's where the second, third, fourth hand conversation comments come. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw that out there. And that's going to be enough vagary out there that enough of my camp will say, see, wicker, wicker scam. He's making it all up. You know, like, I, I don't think he's making it all up. I think that there might be some embellishment in, in both the original story back in 18 and probably in this book. But I think you saw enough that ended up happening from the original story to say that this, th- these stories are, are at least based in reality. Yeah. And I, I, Ryan, to answer your question, I don't think anybody's to blame. I truly believe Tom Brady thought he was going to play till 45 and son of a bitch, Tom Brady's right. He's going to play till 45 if he wants to. And I truly believe Bill Belichick didn't think Tom Brady could play at a high level till he was 45. Like, right. And, and that's why I think it's a cop out answer, Ryan, but I agree with Andy. I, I think that's why there's plenty of blame to go around. I don't think anybody was wrong. Well, like I, I think if you're, if you're Robert Kraft, you're listening to Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick is telling you he can't do that. He no can't one ever play at that level until he's 45. He's already sliding. Right. 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 And then Tom Brady is saying, no, I can do this. I know I can do this. And they don't believe that I can do it. So I don't blame him for being upset. I don't blame Bill for saying, why are you going to be the only one ever that does this? And I don't blame Robert for for siding with a guy he thought was going to be part of his organization longer, Bill Belichick, than the quarterback who's in his 40s. So I think they all deserve blame, but I don't really put it on anybody. What about the offer? Did you see this yesterday? The reported offer in 19, two years, $53 million. I think it was Jeff Howe that said that. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't recall that. Not all no, that two was years, out $53 million offers are the same. Let's just yeah. put it that way. We talked about that at the time, Ryan, that was there an offer? Yeah. Was it the Drew Brees, no questions asked, two years, $53 million? It was absolutely nope. not. So we talked about that at the time. And that got into the point where, like, Paul had said, like, you're jerking me around. Like, and he goes home to Giselle and said, wait a minute, Breeze gets two years guaranteed and they pretend that what they're offering you is the same thing. You're light years better than Drew Breeze. You're more important to that. Like, I think that got into that, that, that offer probably did more harm than good. Was it was like the last straw kind of thing. You continue to jerk me around and it's like, you know what? I'm toast. I'm out. And they looked at it, you know, and they, and there were some years there, at, you know, toward the end uh, of Brady's time here in New England where the numbers weren't great. Like we saw the completion percentage was dropping a little bit. Um, you know, the yards per attempt was really down and he was in the middle of the pack with some, you know, look at the incentives that one of the years that he had the incentives. And everybody was like, there's no way he's going to get those. Right. Well, he'd be getting them in Tampa Bay. Right. But you know, the- so like that, that's the that's the difference. And, and that's why the numbers for the contract were tied to things that didn't look like they were going to happen. And they were perfectly content to pay him what they thought he was and, you know, commensurate to the other quarterbacks in the league. And at that point, he was sort of a mid-tier quarterback, you know, outside of the elite. Well, yeah. you know, it's a little different. Like Drew Brees wasn't in the elite anymore either, but New Orleans was still paying him like that. And Brady wasn't getting the same, you know, the, the, the same benefits afforded to him. And we don't need to go down the whole story again, but we also have all talked about, I think Paul, you and I have talked about it on here. Like Brady could have stayed and then yep. you could have kind of sucked together or been middling. I think together. he really wanted to, too. No, I and think that's that fine. But he wouldn't have been In the back of good. his mind, he wanted to stay, but he just couldn't. And, but he also wouldn't be putting up big numbers and going to Super Bowls because no. it's not the same team. That's just the reality. 
Um, would they be better? Would they have been better last year? Maybe, probably. I still think they yeah, probably would have missed the playoffs. Not much. It would have been the same thing as in right. 19. And oh. then do people feel better? Do people feel better about the story? Oh, Belichick and Brady stayed together so that they could kind of peter out together. Is that good right. story? Is that good theater? You, are you happy with that? No, well, it depends if you'd rather be 12 and four or seven and nine. You think they would have been 12 and four last year? Well, that's what they were in 19. No, 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 I know. What do you think they would have been last year? 11 and five. Yeah, I don't. 10 and six. They probably have been 11 and five. Yeah. I think 10 and six is closer to right. And you know what 10 and six is? Wouldn't have made the playoffs. Wouldn't have made the playoffs. So the story would not be good. It would be, are they losing it? Are they fading together? Should, you know, did, did he keep it together too long? Like Red Arbach and the, the big three. And yeah, I wanted to do that. Huh? Cause I had no problem with the big three. As you know, I talk about that all the time. Yeah. You Sometimes like doing the wrong Larry thing Bird. for the good of the team is better because it's kind of the right thing to do to take care of guys who are different in your program. It's like, you know, people were like this week, you know, what are you going to do for Brady when he comes back? Well, you know, you didn't do this for this guy, you know, does Gronk get anything? No. And Andy will tell you, I love Gronk as much as anyone, probably except for Andy, but I don't think this should be a, a video for Gronk this week. He can have that when he retires, like Julian Edelman had on, on right. Sunday. He's one of those. Brady's different. When Brady retires and we have a, a, a day for Brady here, to me, it should hey. be like Larry Bird. It should be an event, not, not at half, halftime of a game, not in the plaza for his red right. jacket for the Patriots Hall of Fame. Right. This should be Tom Brady night on yeah. the field at Gillette Stadium, a star-studded event, you know, maybe a two-hour you know, NFL production-produced Yep. kind of show you know hopefully i won't have to do a whole lot in that but you know you know what i'm saying but that's what tom brady gets because he's different a hundred percent where peyton manning is sitting at, at midfield and and whoever else you want at midfield and commissioner manning with a patriot shirt on he comes yeah. out and hugs brady yeah the whole thing and and you know something they name the whole stadium tom brady stadium or tom brady field at gillette stadium and like yeah there's no question he is different um so let's flip the, we talked about how Bill handled it. Like I thought Bill was really good this week, really over the top. The only time he got a little defensive about a good question by, I think uh, Greg Bedard, like Bill, you keep saying how good Tom is and how high a level he's playing at and how long he can play for. How come he's not doing that here? Oh, we've already been over that. <laughs> like that was the right, one time Bill right. kind of deflected. Um, what, what did you think of, of Mac Jones? Because if you recall, we're in a different place now, but if you recall through the summer, oh, you can't have Mac Jones be your quarterback against Tom Brady and the hype and the week. God, did I hate that that theory. It's stupid. It's stupid. And I thought he – I don't know that he even did anything yesterday in his media availability. can say Tom's name once. But I thought he did a fine job. Like, did he seem overwhelmed by, oh, my God, I'm facing Tom Brady? Yeah, and I'll defer to you guys because you you heard it. I did not hear it. Um, <laughs> I was uh, – I, I did. I did read the transcript. Okay. And sometimes like you read, like, I'll give you an example. Steve Belichick, I thought had a, a fantastic answer to his memories of Tom Brady. Yep. Great and question I read that. Me, by the way. Okay. Well, I, re I read that from Steve and I thought it was a really, really good answer. When yeah. you hear it, it's not anywhere near as good. No. <laughs> like, you know, it, it doesn't have, didn't have a lot of emotion behind it, but when you read it, you're like, wow, that's really nice. Cause they were, they were young guys. Brian had had a really good response too, but I didn't hear Mac Jones's responses yesterday. I read them and it seemed like I, I have been impressed. He's, he's a quarterback. I think he's a polished yes. quarterback who says the right things. I don't know if he's the right guy for the team, you know, for the team and where he's going to take the team, but 
I don't really have any problems with the way he is leading the team right now as the quarterback and sort of getting his feet. I think he's done everything right. I know our guys have been a little hard on him, Fourier and Merloni, about being a robot and he's wound too tight and somebody needs to loosen him up. I don't really see that because it to me, wound too tight is Bill took a guy and wound him tight. The guy who doesn't like if he took Zach Wilson, for example, and wound him tight and, you know, underneath the freaking bandana, Zach Wilson is just itching to get out. I think Mac Jones is Mac Jones. It's it's why I think he said whatever to Goodell. This is where I wanted to be. I'm the perfect fit. Like, I think he was comfortable with Saban. I think he's comfortable with Bill. I don't think they're forcing him to be something. He's a goofy. I, I said this to Ryan last week, Paul. Everybody's fixated on like, is, is Mac the next Brady and Patriot? I think he's the next Manning. He's a goofy. And I don't mean skill wise. No, I don't. Like, he's a goofy ass football first, awkward guy. Like that's who he is. Like, don't try to make him into something he's not. No, I would agree with that. I would and, agree with that. I don't, I don't see him. You know, 10 years from now, uh, jet setting all over the world like Tom Brady, ultimately. You would see the MJ-10 brand starting? No. (laughs) Probably couldn't do that because of Michael Jordan. I was thinking MJ. Probably also he'll be like, you know, quarterback of like the Arizona Cardinals in that 10 years. Oh, oh, oh. Let's get into that. You think down on Mac Jones. I'll think Max Jones stinks. I don't think he, I don't think he stinks. Hello, colon, Jones a fraud. Future is flawed. No, the only thing that I would (laughs) say in all seriousness, I, I did that just because I know Andy loves him. Um, which I also know why Andy loves him, but we'll leave that for another podcast. Um, Wait, why do I love him? I feel yeah, like you I'm love him because he's not somebody else. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into that in a future podcast. I'm That's very interested said. to listen to that podcast. <laughs> so why are you down on Mac Jones? I, I am not down on Mac Jones at all. Matter of fact, I think the first three games, I think um, you have to be somewhat pleased with the way he's played, the way he carries himself. I think all of the things that we were told about his presence have been somewhat accurate. Unfortunately, I think all of the things that we were told about his physical skills have also proven to be somewhat accurate. I think he's a guy who has trouble avoiding pressure. Um, I think he's limited when the play is not on script as to where he's going to go. He doesn't improvise very well. Um, And I think when his feet aren't set, the arm strength problem uh, is sort of illustrated. So I'm not down on Mac Jones in any way, shape or form. I'm just not as high on him as I, th- I think a lot of my colleagues are. Um, I've heard a lot of people, well, you know, they have their quarterback. Like, do, well, well, do they? Like, I don't, I don't know yet. I'm not saying they don't, but I haven't seen it. I mean, here's the bottom line. They've played three games. They didn't score on any of them. They haven't scored any points. And I don't think that's been on him necessarily. Oh. I think the offense is limited. I don't think they've run the ball very well. The offensive line hasn't been very good. Receivers stink. Tight ends stink. Tight ends stink. But, John, but, but now you're telling me he's like all those other quarterbacks. He needs all of those things around him. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, There's he, very few that don't. Right. Well, the guy, when you don't have to worry about your quarterback the next 10 or 12 years, I don't think that that, that guy wouldn't need everything around him. Okay, 10 or 12 years is probably a little bit overly optimistic. But would you say they have their quarterback for the next three years? Like the well, traditional, I think he's going to be the quarterback for the next three years. Yeah. But the traditional, like, you're not really sure. You think you hmm. need to see, you know, the old Reagan trust, but verify, that's blah, me. blah, blah. That's yeah. me. And I think that's fair. And I'm more with Ryan. I think if you made a list of problems or disappointments to start the year, Mac Jones is like fifth on my I list. More I, I would agree. Yeah, maybe more than that. But I mean, 
first of all, I've already, I don't know what the hell I saw with John O. Smith. He stinks. I, I, I like, I thought he was going to be the team MVP with like 85. Ryan, no one falls in and out of love like Andy Harris. No, oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, wait a minute. Way, you, you saw training camp. You saw all the, the ways they're getting him the ball. They clearly the team thought the same thing. And he's had done nothing like that. No, I know, but he has a bad game Sunday. Andy's like, he stinks. He, he could not have looked more unathletic on that pick six. Yeah, I, know. Is, I don't know how we lost his footing on that play. I don't either. But, Paul, you know me. I have theories about special. Guys that are special look special. They show special right away. Yep. He, like, I think guys that are special good don't ever have a play like that on their resume where you stumble and fumble and flip the ball up in the end. That's what you would look like if Bill said, listen, Paul, we got no tight ends left. I just need you to run a five-yard out. You'll be open. We'll hit you in the hands. You wouldn't even look that unathletic. Correct? I would catch the ball. I'll tell you that. I would then get killed. And that's fine. I'd be happy to see John Smith catch the ball and then get killed. Oh, because guess what? We're going to show confidence in him. We're going to go right back to him with a little bubble screen. And it hit him in the face. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. listen, I, there's nothing about Sunday that – you know, and you and you do. He does have this theory: if if you don't do it right away, you're not special. You know, he can be a guy, but he's not going to be special. I know Andy's point, and I've never seen a guy who was really special have a game like that, but where he just looked like he. Do you think if Brady was the quarterback, he'd be blackballed already? I don't think so because I don't think they would let him because of the money and the the McDaniel's investment. Remember. Ocho Cinco, Brad, uh, no, Brandon Lloyd. Like, there's certain times where I think Josh over the like, we need this guy. You can't blackball this guy like you do everybody else. And I think he would be a guy that they would force Tom Brady to yeah. stick with. Because have you heard my other theory, Paul? He's Daniel Graham. I think he's going to be a blocking tight end. I think to get any value out of the contract, because I think he's an okay blocker. That if they overemphasize that aspect of his game, he might become a really good blocker. Yeah, even that on Sunday was shaky. But I do agree that he looks like the better blocker. So um, how disappointing not, is that going to be? You, you got a $50 million tight end who's a third tackle, if that ends up being like his role. Right. Oh and that's why I don't think they could that Brady would blackball him, Ryan, because I don't think they have options. Like, I think Brady has, you know, I'm done with that young guy because I'm just going to rely on the Edelmans and the guys that I can lean on that I know are going to catch. Well, who are those guys? You know, uh, so I, I don't think there's a, there's an option. I think you, you saw the first game. I thought Aguilar looked like he was pretty good. You know, we haven't really seen much from him the, the, the next two. Bourne was really quiet to start. Then he had a pretty good game on Sunday. I think that's going to be the case all year. There's going to be a different guy. You know, Myers looks like the most consistent of the three wide receivers, but I, I don't think he's a, a you know, a game-changing kind of – He's not high. He's what he is. He's a six catch for 60 yards every week. That's great. Right. But you, you need someone to go along with that for it to work. Right. If that's your three, you're good. If that's your two, maybe we can make it work. Oh, wait, that's my one? Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> like that's yeah. – and speaking of in trouble, um, bringing this back to a more specific time-related game, um, I think the James White injury is huge for this yeah. team, for this Massive. quarterback, for the – you know, the two minute drills, they're going to have to even Mac brought up, you know, the, the role James White has played in like telling him the play when he comes to the huddle and maybe doesn't, isn't quite sure what the play or something is. I think that is a massive blow to this offense. I would agree with that uh, a thousand percent. And you see, even the, in those three games, how many times did he get a first down on third down by like a half a yard, mm -hmm. you know, where like maybe JJ Taylor, you know, might be talented enough to fill that role, but maybe he's not getting the subtleties of finding the leverage spots to, to, to squeak out those first downs. And even Sunday, 
it was, I think it was three, three and outs in a row to start the game. And then they finally got one, not because they executed. It was because James White just decided I'm I'm getting the first down. And they get their first, first down to the white injury. Wasn't it? Right. It was there. The play you got hurt on. And yeah, that's, that's an enormous blow. I think that's, you know, think of like Ben Coates back in the early days of Bledsoe. Like that's where Mac Jones was going to lean when he was in trouble all year long was James White. And it's funny and to take him out of the equation, I think is huge. The deepest backfield in the National Football League doesn't look so deep anymore, if you ask me. You guys speaking, you know, you bring that up. I've been battling with the boss man uh, on Sony Michelle. Do you guys feel like that's been an issue? Been an issue. Not trading him? Not, I would not have traded him. I didn't, I thought they were. The, the backfield was greatly uh, exaggerated how deep it was. Um, I would not have traded him. Now, do I think it would make a big difference right now? Not really. Yeah. Like, like, like James White got hurt the other day, and, and Fred goes, huh, you could use Sonny Michelle now. I'm like, why? You know, I'm going to put him in the James White spot. Well, I mean, well, he, he would, will stay there. Like, you're, you have a rookie who's inactive, and, like, you you wouldn't have Brandon Bolden taking carries. That, that's uh, I don't know that. I don't oh, yeah. know. No, you would have, because he wouldn't have been on the field in that with that, that – Package. I think Brandon Bolden was the backup passing back and he has been now we can argue whether that's poor roster construction. Right, that's or, the argument to have is why was JJ Taylor not out there? Why was Brandon Bolden? Right. Cause they love Brandon Bolden more than Mr. And Mrs. Bolden and more than anybody Bolden. should. They do. And that's fine. I think it will hurt them. I think he's a diminishing returns kind of guy. I don't think you're going to be very happy with that. I actually wondered, um, I don't know if you saw the uh, competition Zoe, I guess floated, you know, the Patriots are thinking of bringing back a former player who's a free agent, not a trade. I wondered if that's a running back. I don't know who, by the way. I couldn't think. Deion Lewis? I guess, but when was the last time Deion Lewis was good? When he was with the Patriots. Like, but even at the end of his Patriots career, he wasn't great. Right. Um, but that, the first thing I thought of is running back, that some running back that they – yeah, I, I see. I couldn't really think of anybody. I kept thinking like Blunt and Woodhead, and I'm like, those guys are like 170 now. I was so. thinking like another like a receiver, a Dorsett, but that doesn't make much sense. Defense, John Simon, like there's not really a lot. Jamie Collins. Well, no, he's no, not Jamie Collins. Oh, okay. Because it was like people were talking about Collins, and he it was they're, they're thinking of somebody else in a different position. I would take Collins back. Why not? Yeah. It falls into the category of adding a good player to your roster. You know, why yeah. not? For no and money because he's getting paid by the Lions. Right. $8 million or something by the – and he falls under the LeGarrette Blunt thing where it seems to work here and doesn't seem to work for him anywhere else with his attitude, right. his play style, whatever it is. Um, but, okay, so I just thought – so let's get into the game. Let's get into the actual football game. Are they – I just almost swore. Are they screwed? Is this a blowout? No. I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be a blowout, but I don't really envision it as a game. The Patriots will have a chance to win. Um, so you might say, well, it's a blowout, but he's Patriots.com. So he's not calling it a blowout. Maybe, but I just feel like there's too much offense there for Tampa Bay. I can't imagine a scenario unless Tampa Bay is really complicit. I can't imagine a scenario that, that they're not in, in the 30s. And I don't see how the Patriots keep up. Ryan, tell them your game plan. Tell them what you think Bill's game plan will be. Oh, uh, Bill's game plan is not not to win the game. It's to not get blown out. Tony Mass. So, is that his theory too? Tony <laughs> Mass's game plan is we surrender. Don't take our women and children. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to get out of here. Do you think oh. there's any reality that chance of reality? I think there might be football-wise something to the notion of, let's say it's early third quarter. Let's say it's a scenario like last week. 
It's 21 to three. You know, the Patriots are down 18 points early third quarter. And then Mac Jones ends up throwing the ball 51 times. I think Bill might not do that this time around because that might lead to, you know, that right. 38 to 13 loss that he doesn't want. Right. You know, maybe he, he runs the ball a little bit more in the second half this time, protects his rookie quarterback a little bit, you know, plays, plays coverage, dares Tampa Bay to run. Let's see if we can get out of here, you know, minimizing the damage. I, I could see Ryan's scenario unfolding that way. But I just, again, I don't know how you keep up with their offense unless well, Tampa just shootout, plays they terribly. No, they have no well, chance in a shootout. I mean, no. I would agree, but the chance is, what you use the word, complicit? Yeah. Tampa Bay has to be complicit. It, like, I watched the game earlier this year where Tom throws a screen pass to uh, Leonard Fournette. And Leonard that's how Fournette it happens. Set pass to, like, a right. linebacker. And that, that's how it happens. You right. Know, you know, and it looks like Bernard didn't practice yesterday either. So maybe some of those little passes are going to Fournette and Jones, and they're not as good, uh, you know, as receivers, even though Fournette catches a ton of passes. He's not Gio Bernard. Um, right. as a pass catching back maybe you get something on special teams special teams have been really shaky for the Patriots Trosh. you know that's been a point of emphasis maybe they pick up a return and, and that that you know gives them a lift and along those lines I know one theory that's floated Ryan and I kind of touched on it earlier in the week uh, any chance that uh, crazy Tom Brady is overhyped or has too much focus on Bill's trying not to get blown out any chance that Tom's too focused on blowing Bill the F out and maybe that adversely affects him, even though he knows everything and his breathing and his game day routine and all that is perfect. How the wind blows at night. Yeah, that's why he loves Mac Jones so much, Ryan. Right there. Did you hear it? You heard it right there. That's why. <laughs> but is there any chance that Tom Brady's emotions get the best of him? Yeah, I, I think of the opener in 2009. After the the torn ACL, you know, the it was right in his hands. Right. Oh, that one. You know, mm -hmm. he's he's all over the place early in the game. He's totally jacked up. Maybe, you know, maybe Bill uses that against him, sort of. You know, everybody, you know, kind of has the theory that they're gonna dare him to run. The Bucks haven't even tried to run the ball all nope. year. I mean, they're just not even interested in running the ball. So you dare him to run. Yes. And then while doing that, you're flooding all the deep zones and trying to get him to throw the ball down the field because you know, Brady wants to show off and wants to make these plays all over the place. Does he take the cheese and throw, you know, something that gets tipped and picked off and whatnot, because he's a little jacked up and he doesn't want to take the smart little pass, you know, to Leonard Fournette for, for seven to set up second and three. I mean, that, stranger things have happened. Do you also buy into the fact that he could be, he thinks he knows like how his emotions will be, but when he walks into the stadium and sees the fans that maybe he does get over emotional. It's going to be a love fest, right? At the beginning of the game, before the yeah. game starts. Yes. There's going to be a video. There's going to be tremendous ovations. You know, maybe he's a little, a little emotional when the game starts, you know, coming off of that kind of a reception. I mean, it's not impossible to think it, that way. I don't think that's going to be enough to, to really well, I was going to say, the game. Maybe, maybe they get off to a better start, but there's still 60 See, minutes of game. That's the problem. Like, it's Tom Brady. And as much as I'd like to say he's going to freak out and – so he freaks out for 10 minutes. Maybe he freaks out for 15 minutes. So what? They spot him seven points. They'll make it right, right. halfway. So through. you know what they become? They become the, the Chiefs. Chiefs, the way the Chiefs have played the last couple of years where they spot you like 15 and then go, all right, we're going to come back and beat you now. And like, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with any kind of lead. I also think it's telling all the game plans are how the Patriots handle. Well, they try not to get blown out or Tom throws interceptions or Tom's too worked up. 
do any of these game plans involve the Patriots making plays to win? Yeah, and and that's that's true because people look at it personnel wise, and they and they want you know, Chris Godwin is that Jonathan Jones with help? Right, right, right. Mike Mike Evans is that J.C. Jackson, or do you use a, a bigger guy in Juwan Williams? But he, you know, he's not ready for that kind of a assignment. Like, where do you turn with all of these matchups? I mean, it's not, you know, it's not brain surgery. I mean, the other team has really good players, and you're rebuilding. And you don't have your. I, best I just think that they they don't have an edge in a lot of the matchups. The one thing football wise that I do wonder is how bad Tampa's been in the first three weeks in the secondary with mm-hmm. all their guys banged up. Um, you know, they're signing Richard Sherman. I think Richard Sherman's going to play. I think that's they're that's signing him, and he's going to be on the field Sunday. Though. He said no. Bruce Arians left the door open and said, we'll see. Now, the one question I have is, because the one question I posed on Twitter is, did the whole thing where he threatened to kill himself and everybody else around him just go away from a couple months ago? Yeah. And doing a little research, he actually – now. You know how these work. Sometimes they get delayed. Apparently he has a hearing in, I believe it's in Washington on Friday. Oh, okay. Which so that might, that might prevent him from playing challenge. But yeah, okay. Richard Sherman said, no, nah, I can't play. I haven't played in forever. I need at least a week of practice. And then Bruce Arian said, we'll see, but if he's out there, it means we have a lot of problems above him or something like that. Was- yeah. Well, that's like, you know, from a football perspective, I do wonder, can the Patriots throw the ball against this team? You know, I don't think they'll be able to run it very no. well against against Tampa but you know do you maybe take all that short stuff that New Orleans was so good at smothering because they have an excellent secondary with Lattimore and Gardner Johnson and Williams and those guys you know Bradley Roby they, they could crowd the line of scrimmage and tackle immediately I'm not sure Tampa has that kind of talent uh in the secondary oh they don't and I I, I wonder like if maybe and, and they're a little looser and you see like the Miami offense you know mm-hmm. a thousand paper cuts and my and the Patriots end up possessing the ball for the vast majority of the game now they didn't score a lot of points but they shortened the game that way and i do want that's the one football thing that i think the patriots could have success is throwing the ball against that second who is that guy myers and then who else well i mean all all the short stuff myers the tight the the tight ends have caught passes but haven't made any plays john o smith big bounce back week yeah why not and then andy next week will say i told you i loved him i told you team mvp exactly um the one break, it look, I don't know if they catch or not, is you talked about matching up. And both Gronk and Antonio Brown are question marks still, right? Antonio Brown's still on the... Supposedly coming no, he's, today. He's so off. He's good. So he's off he, today. He's off the COVID list. Okay, you lose. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Antonio Brown is the difference. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, Gronk, I think, is is iffy. That that was a pretty good shot. Him not practicing, uh, we'll see how that that uh, comes over the weekend. But Antonio Brown, I think, will probably play. Um, you know, and that running back, I was thinking, you know, like, so Zoe said it was a, a free agent. You wouldn't have to make a trade? Not yeah. a trade, a free agent. Okay, because I was thinking Rex Burkhead. But I, was, have to make I a wanted trade. to bring him up, too. Like, it wouldn't take much to get him. He's not playing much in Houston. Like, yeah, he's a you know right. 10, 10 snaps or so a game so far. You know, I wonder if they'd be looking to, to deal him. Yeah, but that wouldn't fit the criteria of the right. Well, th- that was one of our, our questions that we got from a, a listener. What do they do at running back? Do you think that they they will kind of ride what they have now, or do you think they look outside to bring somebody else in? Well, well I mean, that- that, first and foremost, I think you have to get Stevenson back into the mix. I don't understand how, you know, a couple of mistakes in a guy's first game, you know, banishes him. I don't think that's the best way to develop a young player. 
Um, so you get, get him back in the mix, get him some touches. Um, and then JJ Taylor is a guy that we all kind of liked, you know, over the last two summers. And then he plays a little bit and doesn't really do anything wrong. Um, and then we don't see him anymore. So I, I'd like to see him get more opportunities to do the James White stuff. And I'd like to see Stevenson be the Sony Michelle guy, the, the one B to the, to Damian Harris. They have hesitation with the blitz pickup. I think that's what it is with, with Taylor for sure. And same thing with Damian Harris to an extent. That's why he didn't play much late in the game. Once oh, before. yeah. But how, how do you get better at these things by being on the inactive list? It's a fair point. I, I, also, I, would, I would say Stevenson will be active this week just from a numbers perspective. Like you lost White, he'll be active. I just don't think this is a week where your running backs are going to win you the game because well, you know, you're not going to run the ball well. You can't run the ball. I don't know that you can throw it short because they have very good linebackers. They have very good fast. And maybe I would trust James White to be sneaky slick and make, you know, the linebackers miss, but I don't right. feel Andy convinced me. There's, there's no chance. Well, wouldn't you be stunned at, I mean, I, I look at this, if they win, I was actually surprised. I'll bring this up now, Ryan. Um, so uh, our company Odyssey has this bet QL um, app and they're get, everybody's getting into gambling. Like gambling's the huge thing that every media network, whatever. So they have this app that runs, analytics and all this crap and then puts a ranking on bets you know one star to five star five stars the best three stars okay anything below three stars don't do it it's a bad bet and they have the best bet for this game at three stars being patriots take the points and i don't feel great about that i mean i guess maybe it's a backdoor cover as they like to say in the the industry yeah. but i think there's a better chance that the score is you know what did you say earlier 38 13 than it is 20 yeah. to 13. I'm going 34 16, but um, yeah, that's I, not a cover for the Patriots. No, and no I think how much the did, line keeps going up, that's not a cover. I heard a little bit today, uh, and I think the reason why a lot of people, um, you know, the, the, the real died in the wool gamblers are talking like that is there's something um, with trends in terms of opening spreads moving the way they, this one has. So the road team favored by three and a half immediately going up to five and a half. Yeah. And the, then now the it's, 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 it's closer to seven. And, and that's telling you that absolutely all of the money is on Tampa. And they're, they're telling you that and 98%. Yeah. And they're telling you that when, when that happens, they're not really rising the spread high enough to get money on the Patriots. Like, in other words, if you got it up to eight and a half, nine, you might start getting some Patriots money. Right. And they're not doing that. And I get, I don't know what, what, you know, parameters uh, are involved, but there, people are, are citing in the past when uh, line movement like this has happened, the underdog is the play. Okay. Here's where I have a weird ally and his name is Joe Judge the head coach of the New York football giants when he was talking about analytics yesterday and how it's a tool and you can use it, but you also have to take into account who's on your team, who's on their team, the flow of the game, the matchup, what's happening. So those numbers may all be accurate, Paul, which one of those previous games had the greatest quarterback of all time returning to his former team against the greatest coach of all time. Like to me, throw out the stupid. I know the cliche, throw out the records when these two teams get, I don't need to know the numbers. This is a different situation. Yeah, I totally agree. And one of the games they that, that I was listening to the guys talk about was when Manning was with Denver and he went back to Indy. Not the same. Not even close. Not the same. Um, and, and Indy ended up winning that game 39 to 33. And yeah. 
Not going to be that here. Well, who was the quarterback for Indy? Yeah, Andrew, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Proven quarterback, yeah. Andrew Luck was, I mean, you know, one of the, you know, just lighting it up early in his career before he got the crap beat out of him. And that's not what the Patriots have been offensively. I'm glad you brought that up, Paul, because uh, this is a side note based on Manning, Colts, Patriots, Brady. Um, your guy, Matt Chatham, um, had oh, this boy. tweet about, how come nobody was looking into the the divorce and all the hate when when Manning left the Colts the way they are and he returned and Brady um did he have his head in the ground uh Manning was hurt they got the greatest quarterback in the draft that's come along in 3 decades they held a joint press conference with the owner and Peyton Manning talking in front of Colts logos so there is zero comparison except for the fact that Peyton Manning's a Hall of Fame quarterback and Tom Brady's a Hall of Fame quarterback going back to his former team. That's the only comparison. Well, my, my favorite uh, from my favorite tweeter was um, during the Rams-Bucks game on Sunday, Stafford, um, I think in the second quarter, had a bomb that he had a guy open and the throw went a little bit short into the inside. You watch the replay. And his elbow hit a guy's helmet as he threw it. So he got not, he didn't follow through. He got nothing on it. Chatham goes, people say Matt Stafford can make all the throws. I'm not even sure what that phrase means anymore, but he couldn't make that one. <laughs> two, two plays later, touchdown to Cooper Cup. Second half, 75-yard bomb to Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Um, you can say what you want about Matthew Stafford, what you think he is. Andy, you know that I've always loved him. I, I think this is perfect for my argument so far. He's with a relevant team yep. and he's lighting it up. Don't tell me that Matthew Stafford can't throw the ball. Right. You can tell me he's not as good as his numbers indicate and that he never beats good teams and he'll choke in the big game. You could, tell, you could say anything like that. Don't tell me he can't throw. Right. Like, uh, little little just, side note on that. Well, you wanted to get your Matthew Stafford love out there. You wanted to say that. You know, well, I was um, two, two things on that. First of all, a side note on Deshaun Jackson. I don't know whether I love him or hate him, but you got to respect the guy came into the league, a cocky SOB, and he's going to exit this league, a cocky SOB who hot dogs it on every time he scores down the field. See, I'm glad you brought that up. Where does that come into play with taunting? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think if he does that, but doesn't look the other person in the eye, it's not, it seems like they're fixated on this whole doing it. Like, like I look at you. I can do anything I want. Like if I'm Dion Branch, as you said, you can impregnate the entire front row of the crowd, but as long as you don't thrust your <laughs> hips towards the defensive back and look him in the eye while impregnating the crowd, you're fine. I, I, I just don't like the taunting itself, but I would say it's the Indy Hart rule. It's one of those things, you know, it when you see it, when a right. guy is taunting another player, you sort of know it. And Deshaun Jackson's just being a hot dog. It's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with what he did, how he went into the end zone, you know, Lamar Jackson, other than the fact that he hurt himself flipping into the end zone, is I mean, is right. that taunting? I mean, uh, it's stupid what right. he did, but is Nobody is that taunting? I don't like I, I don't eyes. I don't see it. But they're not going to be uh, satisfied until someone loses a game because of one of these foolish flags. Right. Hopefully, right. it won't be the Patriots on Sunday because I don't think they'll be close enough. No, hopefully it doesn't happen at all. But it's going to happen. Ryan, uh, you get Nancy back there. I want to get, bring up a question we got. We can, this is a sort of a bigger topic. Joshua Daniels, how do you feel about him this year? Andy and I have been, especially Sunday, we were critical of his play call. Well, I, I hated the. I'm like everybody else. I'm in the. I'm in the majority, which Andy, you know, I hate to be there with everybody else. Sure. I hated those two runs to to Brandon Bolden. And I do think they've been overly conservative in the red zone. 
Um, I wonder you know if they just don't have that? faith. What? Did you hear the quarterback bring that up? Andy's reading too much into this comment. The quarterback said creativity. Somebody asked a red zone question and he said, you know, maybe creativity or play calling, but I have faith in Josh because he's a creative competitive guy. And I was like, huh, so you think it hasn't been creative enough in the red zone, young, young quarterback. Interesting. Got a little divide between the QB and the OC. I just can't imagine you've had whatever, eight trips into the red zone and have they thrown a single ball into the end zone? He still hasn't thrown a pass to the end zone. Like and I, I find also that hasn't amazing. thrown to the tight ends, but I actually like that plan. Cause from what I've seen from at least one of the tight ends, that's a dangerous line to walk my friend. Well, and if you remember like the way training camp started with all that red zone work that they did, you know, you know, Bill, uh, that's, that, that's what we, we always, we always do that. We always do, do it every year. You know, um, maybe they just didn't like the way the work went. Uh, Cause if you remember the Patriots defense, the vast majority of those days in those red zone drills came out on top. Whether you it was Cam, trying? whether it was Mac Jones, you stopped trying. No, but what I'm saying is, I wonder if they're a little bit, uh, you know, uh, afraid of losing points down there, and they're just being overly cautious. They are losing points, four of them, every single time. Yeah, but they're but they're not losing. Oh, football math! You taught me well. Seven beats four. Did you see my notes last Means week? It is <laughs> my what notes it is. last week were for you. But I also the other side of me, I'm kind of mocking them a little bit. But the other side of me is like you knew they were going to do this. You knew they were going to play conservative play, not, you know, the old Lombardi Belichicky and don't lose before you win, kick a field goal. As long as it ends with a kick, as Max says, you're fine. And through two weeks, forget last week through two weeks, that's how they wanted to play. They could have been two and O right. Could have been Oh, and two. If the other team's quarterback wasn't seeing ghosts and colorblind and whatever else you want to label for you for saying that. Cause I, I only hear it the other way. Well, no, I mean, it, but I think Bill looks at it that way. Like he looks at it. He doesn't think maybe for his running back will fumble very often in that situation. I think Bill does think more often than not, when I play these crappy or young QBs, they will make the mistake that allows us to win the game. Like he, I think he behind closed doors would say, yeah, most of these guys will lose for us. Like they, we don't have to beat them. We just right. have to make sure we're close enough or in, in position to take their gift. But is that true anymore? Like with the way the league is, yeah, that will work against Zach Wilson. It'll probably work in two weeks against Houston when they play Davis Mills. Trevor Lawrence. But is that going to work with Tom Brady or Dak yeah. Prescott or Baker yeah. Mayfield or Ryan yeah. Tannehill? Ah, Baker Mayfield. Oh, even Justin Herbert. Yeah, they might win one of those games, but you, I don't think you can rely on all of those teams handing you the game. Well, I didn't say it was a plan to win 14 games. I think it's a plan to be a 500 football team. Oh, yeah. That's what Maybe. they are. I just thought that was accepted that, you know, we talked about Vegas earlier. Every line in America had the Patriots at what? Nine wins, nine, nine, nine and a half. Yeah. Right? And, and I would agree. I would That's agree going are. in. I think I may have lowered that a little bit because a couple of the toss up games, they lost them both. What was your statement to us in the off season that I think you're proven right on their talent? What'd you say? Well, I, I, I had said that it was the rebuilding process was not going to be done overnight. I kind of was wrong on that. I mean, they, they went out and got a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, you, you had some, I didn't you think had it some, would be. Yeah. I have to say that. No, but I mean, you I had have some, to admit that you had some take that like, they weren't as talented. Like they weren't that much better this year from last year. And I don't know if you're that far off with that. I said that after they got all those <laughs> free agents. Andy, do you remember that? Right. I said that. No, I remember record. having an argument with you guys that I didn't, yes. last year that I didn't think next year was going to be that much better. Yes. I don't know when the timeline was and how many guys were already here, 
Um, but I also think there's some questions there. Trent Brown hasn't played. John o. Smith has not had a positive impact yet. I don't really think Hunter Henry's had a positive impact yet. He's been at best, you would call him like the, the Jacoby Myers at tight end. Like you've like right. He's another one. If you take away the one 30 yard catch where he had the Chris Hogan uh, cloak of invisibility on. Yep. Um, he's averaging like five yards a catch. Right. Um, so I do like Judon, I think has been pretty good. Judon's been, um, he hasn't shown up in the stat sheet, but he's got a lot of pressure. He's been in the back with a bunch. He's been, he's been worth the money. I would say. The one concern I have with him is he looks like he's gimpy still that knee that he claims was just R and R from bill last week. Oh no. Looked like it yeah. was limp and limp to me. Like I, I, yeah, I don't. And that's the other issue that we, the really important issue isn't to, in my opinion, the high end talent. We talked a lot about, you have no net, you have no depth and the depth, James white already an issue. Trent Brown, one of your tackles already an issue. Oh, by the way, the other tackles on the injury report this week and your offensive line has been shambles. You haven't been able to fill the void by, uh, with step on Gilmore. Um, so I, I think there's, you know, the depth of Uche matters. Like I think Uche not being on the field, for whatever role they put him in. Cause it's not like he's been an every down player. He doesn't play. Yeah. I don't understand that either. I every don't time either. I see him out there. I like him. Cause I don't understand. Power. I don't understand him either. Um, but I, I, I will say, you know, continuing with the negativity, let's, let's go, let's go forward a little bit. Okay. So you have a lot of those guys are going to be part of the team next year. The two tight ends, you know, Judon, th- those yep. guys are going to be here next year, but McCourty Gilmore, Hightower, um, you, you, you're probably going to lose a, a handful of players that are doing a lot for you now. Mm-hmm. They might not be the same caliber of player they once were, but they're playing a lot of snaps for you right now. And, and those guys are going to be, you know, nearing the end of the line. You know, who knows where Uche is? Is, is he a guy that if Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower aren't here next year, can he play every down? I don't, yes. I don't know. I don't know. I think so. Um, along those lines, as we're talking about talent and matching up and maybe a little too general for this week, but the safeties, I was of the belief that I thought there was a real opportunity for Duggar and Phillips here because of the rebuilt front, which certainly hasn't lived up to its rebuilt status, but that those guys wouldn't necessarily be needed in, Oh, you got to play linebacker. We got nobody else. And you could kind of utilize them more to their skill set. Have you been indifferent on Phillips and Duggar? Have they been fine? Do you think there's more opportunity moving forward? I like Phillips. I think he's made some plays. I, I've been a little disappointed with Duggar. Um, I haven't seen uh, a lot from him. I think he might have been involved in that touchdown with Kamara. I'm not one of these all 22 oh, he definitely guys. Did. I don't. He was at fault. Paid, Who was that fault? He faced the crosser too far. Right. Um, something so comes I in, haven't something goes out, Paul, something comes in, something goes out when you're in your zone, it's man. Well, that's only, your zone, for, expert, something that's only in. for expert college football players like yourself. I, I, I couldn't speak on that kind of a level. Um, okay. Ryan, what else? I've been a little say? underwhelmed with Duggar and I, and I was very high on him. I, I, I love, you know, the athleticism, but I haven't seen it. I think he struggles in coverage a little bit. Let's end this with a positive note. We got a question from our good friend, Claire. Uh, what's something you're feeling Hello, Claire. positive, excited about with the Patriots at the moment? First of all, hey, girl. Uh, something Positive excited Nick about Folk. this team. Um, Nick Folk? Anybody? Um, uh, let's, let's go with the 
the last two draft classes individually, like Christian Barmore, um, you know, we, we talked about Mac Jones, obviously he would fall into this category. Um, Christian Barmore is a kid that looks like he can play a little bit up front. He looks like he pushes the pocket. I think he has some, some ability there. Um, looks like his snaps are on the rise. Uche, like Andy said, when he is on the field, he, he tends to make some plays, whether it's mop up duty. I mean, oh, you have back-to-back sacks, you know, in a 25 to six game and that makes your numbers look great. But um, I think that he can play a little bit. So some of those young guys in the first two years, um, you know, Michael Owenu looks like a, an anchor for you on the offensive line. Haven't heard a lot of negativity around him with all the struggles that, that have been happening. So is, is there a positive there with those last two draft classes? Yes. I, I, and it'll actually be important because of your prior point, as you start to age out, as they say in youth sports with the McCordys and the Slaters and some of these guys moving on, you better have contributions from even like Lawrence guy. Is he not quite maybe the player he was a couple of years ago when I thought he was really arguably their best defensive player at times. If Barmore is ready to take and advance that sort of role. And so, I mean, obviously the, the first one is the one that's most important is Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is your right. quarterback, everything else will sort of fall, fall into place after that. Um, so Paul, I, I did want to, in a serious note, other than the Bucks losing it, what's your game plan? Give me your Paul Perillo three-point plan to beating Tom Brady and the Bucks on Sunday night. Throw the ball as many times as you can on first down. Ooh, okay. Don't run into a brick wall and set up second and 10. I think that's a recipe for disaster. So throw early in possessions, and you, you mean, obviously you're going to have to protect better to do that. Is that um, under they've, had center, some, they've had some sacks on first downs. Under center play action, or are we going empty gun? Um, a little bit of both. I don't want to just do, I don't want to have him turning my turning his back on the defense all the time. Cause I think that's some, some of the plays that he's gotten in trouble on is he's turning and immediately facing pressure up the middle. And right. that's where some issues are, but I, I want to be aggressive offensively early, uh, especially early in the game, but on early downs. Okay. And obviously you, you got to keep everything in front. You can't, you got to eliminate the big plays on defense. You can't just let let Brady get chunk plays and, and expect you got to make him make him earn it. Maybe he gets impatient. You blitz him. Not a ton. They got to get the I mean, everybody knows like you get the in, interior pressure on him. Far more. But do the linebacker thing with, you know, like hit, like Bentley causing that first interception by Zach Wilson against the Jets. It wasn't because they blitzed. It was because he came untouched up the middle because they got confused. Oh, so do those oh, loop arounds. Yeah. Barmore pushes the pocket. Oh, I, you just, I can't believe it had, didn't come to me before this. Two of their key players on the defensive front are number eight, Juwan Bentley, and number nine, Matt Judon. Brady is not going to have any clue no idea. what's no idea coming. What's going on. He can't possibly figure out who the mic is in those situations. Touchdown. Andy's unadulterated hatred for Brady is just so, so it's so special. It's um, so special. I do think I'm going to make a, a bold, not so bold prediction here. There will be a Jacoby Myers pass in this game, or I guess I won't pigeonhole myself because I want to give myself more opportunity to be right. There'll be a pass thrown by somebody not named Mac Jones for the Patriots in this game. And there will be, I'm going to pigeonhole myself here, a fake punt. A fake punt. Yep. I'm calling for a fake punt. I can see that because I I think the Bucks aren't very well coached in this. I was going to say, I also could see the Bucks jumping offside on that stupid stuff that the Patriots do that the Saints didn't fall for last week. 
Yeah, the and Bucks then Joe Cardona like, ended up getting called for the penalty. Yeah, the, the Bucks, Bucks will jump like offside on 27 this. penalties or something in three games. It's like if the Patriots had actual talent, like any ounce of talent, I'd pick them to win this game. But they just have no talent. Like these are the games that Belichick wins. I to get happy after that one. This is why I, when Ryan says, how come people, you know, don't like me on Twitter and stuff? Or like, how come they get mad at me? You just said, if the Patriots had an ounce of talent. They don't have any talent. Who, they don't have any talent. Who's their They mo- have who, some talent. Who are their talented players? What, is Judon not talented? Okay, one. Okay. Uh... Right, they don't have any talented players. Like, if they had, if they had, like, like an edible. I don't have I, I would say this. I don't think they have a lot of game breakers. Changing players, yeah. Are you like are you okay over that? He made who's their good players? They have no talent. <laughs> Robert, if Robert hears this podcast, he's gonna be pissed. He spent $250 million this offseason. Well, that's another issue. We can maybe get to that one the next time we uh, we all get together. Yeah, not getting return on investment. Oh, right? none. Yeah, none. Uh, and I my everybody's been so fixated on the quarterback position for so long, all off season, all summer, that I do think that has distracted us from, or distracted a lot of people from everything else, return on investment. What, you know, this guy, not as good. This, all these various issues. Cause everybody's all oh, Mac, 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 he threw the ball 51 times. He doesn't, the pressure these, he's round too tight. Everybody wants to talk about Mac. How about the rest of the team? Not that good. It hasn't been great. I think all three performances have not been great. No. Penalties, turnovers, and just general sloppiness with the ball. Cause they didn't turn the ball over against the jets, but they yeah, tried. They put the ball like on the ground six times, like in the first two, whatever yeah. it was. You yeah. know, pen- penalties, turnovers, special teams have been a disaster. Yep. You know, you kick the ball off out of bounds twice. In three well, one games. was the wind ball in New York, the wind. Oh. Yes. See, I tried to give the wind excuse until oh. you did it the next week in a different stadium. Like, okay, so there's going to be wind sometimes it's the reality. So you can't just kick it out of bounds. Every time there's a little bit of swirling wind. And they gave up a long kickoff return against the Jets, a long punt return against the Saints. They've had penalties on special teams, I think, in all three games. It just – it hasn't been a very good performance so far. All right, wrap up. We'll give predictions. You already gave yours, Paul. What was yours, 33-16? 34-16. Again, I just think that the the Bucs score too much for the Patriots to match them score for score unless they get some help. Okay. Andy? Ah, 52-2. All right. Gorgeous. Uh, no, I, in all seriousness, I think Brady is going to try to the, the 2007 Tom Brady who articulated and spoke openly. We're trying to kill people. We're trying to blow people out. Not the one that faked a few years later. Oh, our job's to win the game, not to blow people out. No, you want to blow people out and you want to blow this game. You hear out. it, Ryan. Do you hear it? He wants, he wants to blow Bill Belichick out. Make sure you get the whole clip if you cut that off. He wants to blow Bill Belichick out uh, as much as he's ever wanted to blow anybody out. Get the whole clip there, too. Um, I am going to say 42 to 13. Oh, jeez. Well, I guess I'm going to be the homer in this one. How can you be the homer? You just you just said they have no talent. And they're going against a team that's one of generally considered one of the top three talented, most talented teams. They're gonna win. I'm saying I'm saying 27-20. I think I think Brady is not gonna play as well as you think. I think the the moment's gonna get to him more than he thinks, more than anyone else. Brady always struggles in the moment. (laughs) He's he's never had this moment before. He's never had too many points in the first quarter or any of those Super Bowls. It's true, but they generally win them. 
And he generally throws for, I don't know, some of them he threw for four or 500 yards. I, I think this is one of the, I think Belichick will actually have a good game plan for this game. I just don't think he has the horses to fully execute it. Uh, let's, let's t- look at Ryan's words again. Belichick will actually, actually. have a good game plan. <laughs> for once. Yep. So I guess I'm, I'm, they're, they're not going to cover the spread, but I think it'll be. Cool. Uh, you're getting close. Some places it's over, it's seven, maybe seven and a half now. Yeah, it's close. You might. It's close. I. I mean, I. I do wonder what happens if Andy's scenario unfolds and it's forty something to thirteen. It's going to be ugly in there. They're they're going to be Brady chance. I was going to say they'll be cheering. They're going to be booing. They're going to be booing Belichick. Yeah, that's. Um. Do you agree with my theory? I have a few different theories here. One theory is the only people that'll boo Brady is people that are doing it like intentionally like playing a role they think they should like they're wrestling fans that they're Jerry Thornton. yeah whatever yes shtick guys stickers right. um but then my other theory is i do think most people are legitimately rooting for the patriots and against yes. Brady. but i do also think that if it gets to 21 to 3 in the second quarter and brady's got three touchdown passes they want five They'll start instinctively, like going back to rooting for Brady to put up five, like just get into the moment, caught up in. It. I I agree. That's not good. I agree. It's like the Clemens game when Clemens first came back to Fenway. Everybody hated Clemens until he struck out sixteen and was glaring right. at Dan Duquette, and right. suddenly it became a Clemens love fest. And I think that's how this could and, play. And out. people don't have anywhere near the animosity toward Brady that they did toward Clemens at the time. Oh, no. So it's not going to take as much for Brady to win. The entire crowd over. Interesting. Wonder how it's going to be an interesting second half, and and I think NBC will bury all of that. Oh yeah, we'll bury it. Yeah, Yeah. like I mean, obviously you'll hear whatever's going on in the crowd, but like Al Michaels will be like, you know, fickle fandom around here. You know, you win six Super Bowls, and you think I'm telling you, that's what that's what it'll be like. They'll protect. They'll protect the Patriots. Interesting. Okay. All right, I I gotta get down to the stadium. (laughs) Paul's already at the stadium, but he won't go to the press conferences. It's All right. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us, Paul. We'll, we'll be back uh, after the game with a post-game podcast Monday morning. Have a good one. Yeah.